Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Taylor Swift and Morgan Wallen battle it out on the charts. Troy Zavon chats with us about The Idol and Jenny. We start breaking down the biggest female K-pop groups and take you with us to West Hollywood Pride. Every Monday, June 5th, and boy, do we have a show for you today at Billboard News. Were you watching TV this weekend? HBO's exciting new show, The Idol, has arrived, featuring The Weeknd, Lily Rose Dev, Jenny of Blackpink, Choi Savon, and more. And I'm excited to have Choi with me here on the show today. Hey, Choi. Hi, Tetris. Good to see you again, man. Good to see you, too. What's going on? Well, I am loving the show, and your character is a role a lot of us pop culture aficionados wish we had in a pop star's life. When was the last truly fucking nasty, nasty, bad pop girl? How was it to live our dream, man? I mean, it was really fun. I, I know a, a few creative directors. I've dated a few, um, so I, I know them really well. I am also fully that person. I catch myself now, like, you know, on the press tour, for example. Lily's just, like, looking unbelievable at all times, of course. And so I'm, like, you know, like the gay best friend that's, like, taking a million pictures of her all the time and stuff like that. I think it's just, like, a very natural role for me to slip into. And the cast is amazing. The Weeknd, Lily Rose. Honestly, one of the greatest, like, experiences of my life. You know, I, I am so thankful to have met her and to be able to, you know, call her, like, one of my best friends. Purely from a talent point of view and from a professional point of view. I was inspired every single day by her and um, it's just incredible. And as a blink, I was also so jealous of the scene with you, Lily and Jenny. I mean, riding to the club. How was it working with our K-pop queen? I mean, Jenny is so, so lovely. You know, the first day I met her, I'll never forget, we were just like making casual conversation. I think I was asking her about like her travel plans. I was like, oh, where did you come from? Um, and she was like, oh, I flew in from wherever. Um, and I was like, oh, nice, what were you doing over there? And she was like, well, I'm in a band, so we were, and I was like, girl, I know. Like, literally the entire planet knows that you're in a band. The show also has some heavy undertones following this dark side of pop stardom. Some are comparing it to like Britney Spears. So as a pop star yourself, does it hit close to home? I mean, I definitely recognize a lot of the industry um, in the show, you know, the, you know, the good and the bad parts. I think I think I see both. I, I also think this show is a great example of like what not to do as a pop star. And so I think for me, I've always said m number one most important thing is like my uh, mental health and my physical health. Right 
Well, we have more to talk about, so stick around, Troy, and let's talk music. And two music titans went head to head this week on our charts. I have your update. Taylor Swift ends Morgan Wallen's historic streak on the Billboard 200. Karma takes all my friends to the summit. Bye, Morgan. Taylor Swift returns to the charts to dethrone Morgan Wallen's 12-week run at number one with a new deluxe version of Midnight's. It's the album's sixth non-consecutive week atop the list, and it features a new remix of Karma featuring Ice Spice. Taylor didn't quite have the same look on the Billboard Hot 100 as the new remix debuts at number two and Morgan Wallen holds on to number one there with Last Night. Lil Durk's All My Life is at number four on the Hot 100 as he scores his sixth top ten on the Billboard 200, Almost Healed debuts at number three. And we got to enjoy so much music this weekend at Pride, and I truly let it go. We're at Out Loud at WeHo Pride, where we're celebrating the LGBTQ community and their allies. We're taking you on stage with some of the biggest stars and behind the scenes to see how they celebrate Pride. This is my first time performing at Pride. So this oh, is yes. Dinner. Yeah, like... Popping your cherry. Yeah, only in West Hollywood, so sure. <laughs> of course. You know, why not? Why not? But I'm excited for you because you're performing at this Pride. You're heading to Miami to perform at Pride. So tell me, what is special about like a Pride show versus like your own shows? Yeah, I mean, the audience is already ready to party. Everyone's here with great energy, great excitement. So I think they're gonna, it's gonna be a good time. And what do you think it is about your music? Because we all know, I mean, you connect with the family. <laughs> so what is it about your music that you think touches the LGBTQ plus community so much? I think it's just like a sense of unapologeticness and confidence and, you know, that bad bitch, sexy, unapologetic energy. Like, who doesn't like that? You're also performing at, like, London Pride and you're here at WeHo Pride. So tell me what's different about, like, these shows versus, like, the average Adina show. <laughs> Everybody's standing, which is really cool. No offense to Broadway or the theater, but everyone needs to sit and behave. Here, they don't have to behave so much. They can stand, they can dance, they can scream, and that just feels really good. I mean, it's an honor, and it's important to acknowledge, yeah, it's a party tonight, and it's a celebration, but it's a protest, and I am very, very honored and proud to be so welcomed by such a beautiful community but there's more work to be done. So I can dance in there and we can have a good time, but yeah, there's far more work to be done. And this is just one tiny way of me showing that I'm an ally and I love that community so much. And you may have noticed K-pop groups taking over our charts, but do you know all the hottest groups dominating the genre? You've heard of Blackpink. And twice. But the world of K-pop has so many more acts to choose from. If you're new to the genre or you're looking to beef up your playlist, we've got you covered. Here are five K-pop girl groups you should know. Our first girl group is La Seraphim. Their name comes from an anagram of I'm Fearless. And they debuted in May of last year with the appropriately titled track, Fearless. 
group is now comprised of five members, two Korean, two Japanese, and one Korean American. Just one year into their careers and their first album debuted at number six on the Billboard 200, thanks in part to the success of Unforgiven with music icon Nile Rodgers. In addition to being amazing performers, they have a lot of fun in between. Just look at how they arrived to Music Bank in South Korea. Joy, you know I'm such a fan of your music, so tell me what we have coming. You definitely have a lot of new things coming. It's finally, finally, finally like at the point where it's finished. And I, I, I just got really overwhelmed with like joy and um, pride. And, and so it's a really nice time right now. But at the same time, I can't wait for everyone to hear it. And then, you know, that's a whole, it's a whole new chapter um, in the experience. So that's gonna happen really soon. Will some idol cast members make an appearance? Um, I don't know. <laughs> we hope so. And you hinted at a breakup inspiring the music. Will this be a heartbreaking album? I find it kind of pointless to make music that isn't um, vulnerable. So even in, you know, the most like joyous moments on this album, and then there's some straight up like, like rip your guts out sad, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to make that the whole thing. So it's definitely not the vibe. You'll see, you'll see. Those are definitely like the sort of the rarity on the album. And I remember being amazed watching you premiere the Blue Neighborhood trilogy at a cemetery. Oh, you were there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, what that meant for queer people at the time. Now with Kim Petras, Lil Nas X, and so many more, how do you feel about the landscape of queer music? I mean, it's changed so quickly, and thank God. You know, I think that's a testament to Lil Nas, and to Kim Petras, and to Sam Smith. And now we're at this place where, you know, it's really, really just starting to feel like a much more fair and open playing field for everyone. And that's beautiful, you know, that's really exciting. Love that. Well, thanks, Troy. Excited for music and the show. Thank you so much. Nice to see you again. And that's it for today. Come back tomorrow for our next K-pop installment and five things you don't know about Jelly Roll. See you then.